welcome back to another episode of the complicated woman podcast i'm your host julia kenya but you can call me jj thanks a lot for tuning in i'm so glad to have you here as usual there's this babe mm, she posted she tagged me on instagram stories she talked about how she loves listening to this podcast when she's doing the dishes shout out to you that was so sweet i saw it and i was like oh this is so sweet like I was over the moon it really really warmed my heart so I feel so good when I see people repost my work and just maybe share their sentiments you have no idea how much that means to any creative like thank you so much so over the weekend first of you can already tell from the title we are talking about toxic parents and just healing the parent wound and it's very important that I issue a trigger warning. This episode may contain um, conversations around anxiety, depression, toxic parenting, trauma. So if you might feel triggered at any point, then this is not the episode for you. So please consider listening to the other ones. However, it is very educative and I highly recommend that you just give it a chance. So over the weekend, we usually, if you're new here, I, I, I'm a co-founder of a mental health organization called Mamba Tufo. And we had a support group meeting. We usually have this like once in a while. So we had one in Eldoret and, you know, like a support group is where people share different experiences that they're going through their healing journey how they feel about uh, where they are in life and all that. I can't share personal details, of course, because everything is confidential. However, this recent support group meeting was so emotional, first of all. It was an eye-opener for me. And something I really noted is a lot of people are really struggling with toxic families, toxic parents, others. There are people who are sharing that they are currently in therapy, they are meditating, journaling, doing everything. Like they're literally taking every necessary step to heal. But still, it's just so hard. Like there's someone who shared that she's been in therapy for close to two years now and the wound she has is still so fresh. She was talking about grief and... You know, like people are in therapy, but still there are things they just haven't figured out. And that is so normal. Honestly, I'm not saying that it's a good thing, but I was happy to hear that because usually sometimes in Mamba, when we post or we just share something, there are people who are always like, you know, I've been to therapy and I don't feel like things are changing for me. I don't feel like the weight has been eased off of my shoulder and all those things and it's just nice to hear people who have been in therapy for close to three years say that they are still figuring some things out like you can literally it's not it's not like you can start therapy today and in three or four months you're okay and that's uh that's something a lot of people always think before they get to therapy that if they do it for a few months, they're probably going to be fine or by a certain period of time, they should have figured something out, which really isn't the case. So a lot of people really struggle with toxic families, 
grief, um, just childhood trauma. And I really wanted to talk about toxic parenting because most of the problems people have, or let me just say we have as adults, um, stem from childhood. And even when we have like not even support group meetings, but like we visit various communities to talk about mental health. Follow us on Instagram. You'll see we post these things. You'll just, the way people speak, you'll just know that this this person is suffering from, the reason they're feeling this way, Yeni, I'm trying to find words to explain it for you guys to understand. Like the reason they are the way they are is because of how they were raised, because of the kind of parents or guardians they had, you know. And I really wanted to talk about toxic parents today, but so when I was thinking about talking about toxic toxic parents, I was like, this is not something I have experienced firsthand. And I don't think I can come on here and talk about something I haven't experienced myself because I have been raised by both my mom and dad and they have been very good parents. Despite few things here and there, I have had parents who have been present in my life and they haven't been toxic in any way, you know. So I was like, I just can't come on here and talk about something that I don't know. So I had a conversation with my therapist and I really wanted to record this episode with her. But unfortunately, I just couldn't because she was traveling on the same day and I'm in a different town. Just a lot of stuff. But I really, really wanted to record this with her. So I was like, okay, since we can't really record an episode today, how about we just like maybe schedule a video call and have a conversation about this? Because I really wanted to understand toxic parents and all that. I wanted to understand how does a parent become toxic? How are children affected? What happens, you know? And the best person to ask this is a professional, yeah? And also I have few friends who have shared their experiences with me. So of, of also I have information from them, but it's nice to hear from like a professional to know the science behind it. Let me just say that. So I asked my therapist, like the first thing I asked was, and I noted these things down just so I don't forget. And I asked, okay, I know I've repeated that a lot of times. Why do I keep saying that? <laughs> Things, what causes parents to be toxic? Like, does a parent just wake up and they're toxic? Are they born like this? And she was like, mostly it's just generational things. There are parents who come from fatherless or motherless generations, which causes them to have these toxic traits. There are parents who... Their parents were absent in their lives and therefore they never got to experience that relationship, that love, and therefore they don't give it to their child, you know. And something else that causes parents to be toxic is their parents themselves were toxic to them and they never took any steps towards healing or maybe even for them they thought it was something normal because these are their parents and these are the, this is the relationship they have. And so they grew up knowing that this is how a family is supposed to be. This is how we are supposed to treat each other and all that. And she really gave me some good prompts. And she was like, if you want to know the type of relationship you have with your parents. 
especially if you're trying to figure out if your parents are toxic, the first thing you should ask yourself is, how do you feel after spending time with your parents? Like, how do I feel after visiting my mom and dad or just my mom? I don't know, maybe you were raised by a single parent or a guardian, whoever raised you. How do you feel after spending time with them? Do you feel overwhelmed? Do you feel anxious? Are you happy? Do you get moments where you're like, oh my God, I just can't wait to leave this place and not come back again? Or are you always like, wow, I've really enjoyed spending time with my parents. I can't wait to see them again. Which category do you fall? Also, were you forced to care for your parents at a young age? That's the second question. Were you forced to take care of your parents when you were young? The third thing you should ask yourself is, were you afraid to show your younger... No, sorry. Were you afraid to show your anger to your parents as a child? And when she said this, I was like, oh my God, this really hit home. Because I can say for a fact that as, I, as a child, I think I was afraid to show my anger at some point. And I think most times, correct me if I'm wrong, in an African household, as a child, you are, it's not like you, your opinion really matters. You know, sometimes you want to voice how you feel, but maybe your parents don't um, give you that opportunity or they make you feel like you're still a child we are in control and we know what's best for you we know how you should react I don't know if that makes sense but were you afraid to show your anger to your parents was it allowed and even as you're healing from anxiety as an adult you get to realize that the emotions the emotions that were dismissed as a child you really have a hard time healing them or handling them or coping with them as an adult because you these emotions weren't welcomed when you were a child so it becomes very hard to regulate your nervous system as an adult anyway the thing is toxic parents exist and toxic okay for me according to me toxic parents are parents who put then put what's happening parents who put their needs before their child and toxic is not a medical term by the way so it can be your parent your guardian whoever raised you and the truth is it's normal to have complicated relationships with your parents it's not every day that you'll be you guys will be happy and you'll be okay what kosana we are humans and it's normal to have to not be at a hundred every time and also our parents are not superheroes. Our parents are human beings just like any other human being. And they are bound to make mistakes. But there are certain levels to which it just can't be justified. There are behaviors and and traits that you just can't justify. Even as much as you're a parent and you make mistakes. There are things you do to your child that, eh, we're just like, no, you can't, you can't be... You can't be this bad to your to someone you consider your child, you know. And the thing with abusive parents is they never believe they are doing anything wrong. They never believe they are the problem. If anything, most of them always feel like they're looking out for their child and maybe being strict is what will make their child grow up to be responsible people. 
they just never see anything wrong with how they're raising their children and the things they are doing. Most, in fact, some of them are always like, you're my child, I feed you, I put a roof over your head, I educated you, so I have the right to do whatever I want to do with you or raise you how I want. You know, like, they guilt trip you, let me just say that. Because if someone is treating you badly and you're trying to voice it and they're like, but I paid your school fees, I did this for you, why would you talk to me this way or address me this way? That's a, that's, that becomes a problem. So, um, I don't know, maybe we should just like get into some behaviors that toxic parents have. Maybe you don't even know that your parent is toxic. Here are some traits. Maybe you can pick something from here. Or And I'm not saying that just because one thing will resonate with you automatically means that your parents are, or your guardians are toxic. No, but most of these things, in fact, if they have like four of these things on my list, then these are toxic parents. And usually they are very self-centered. Like I say, toxic parents put their needs before their child. They prioritize themselves, like basic needs. In fact, if anything, I, it should, you should be sacrificing things for your child as an adult because your child needs to grow up in an environment where they feel loved, they feel safe. So if you're here prioritizing your needs and then you're putting your child aside, they end up feeling unwanted. They feel like they are a burden to you, you know, and it, it even becomes hard for them to communicate their needs. Some parents are extremely controlling and this can be very damaging to a child. Let me use myself as an example. If as a child, my parents literally controlled everything about my life, even the smallest details, for example, what I eat, how I dress, where I go, the people I interact with. As an adult, I really struggle with decision making because I'll constantly have to seek approval from my parents before I can do anything. And I'll also feel very overwhelmed by the smallest choices I make in life. And this makes life very unbearable. Another type of toxic parents, those who are very critical of their child, their child's lifestyle, like they are constantly criticizing their children. You know, the parents who say very nasty things to their child, like call them names like you're stupid, you are useless. As a child, you even start questioning your existence. And you'll even probably like, are you really my parent? Why would you as a parent say very damaging things to me? Why would my own mother or my own father tell me that I am stupid, that I am useless? You it even makes you feel like you're not worthy to be on this earth, like you're a burden. You feel like you're not good enough. It affects your self-esteem when you grow up. And usually, like, I feel like parents should be very careful with how they correct their children. I'm not a parent yet, but of course I have parents. And you can't just always be criticizing your child by talking about their failures every time and putting them down. You need to correct your child well and you need to praise your child as well. It, it's, I don't think there's any child who's always making a mistake in their lives 24-7. I feel like sometimes these parents just to choose to see the bad and forget about this other side that their child has or maybe they haven't even noticed 
the good things that their children are doing because they're so focused on how bad they are, on how stupid they are, that they forget that there are good traits that they should applaud or just tell their children, you know, I'm proud of you for this. I'm happy that you're doing this. So you can't just always be criticizing your child and not praising them. As parents, let, let's be better parents out here. Let's create healthy ways in which we communicate with our children, we correct our children. Like I said, I'm not a parent, but one day I will be. And I'll do my best to have a healthy relationship with my children to create an environment where they don't feel like they're not good enough. I will not, I will never ever abuse my child because why would I, why would you as a parent say very mean things to someone you consider your child? And even if this isn't your child, this is someone you're just taking care of because maybe their parents passed on or anything that doesn't justify what you're doing just because they're not your child doesn't mean you should be mean to them you should say very heart heart hurting things to them you know like yeah and the most eh, these ones are the worst types of parents those who use very harsh form of punishment there's a new story i saw last year there's a a girl in Kayole, she was beaten, she was two years old. A two-year-old was beaten to death by her parents for refusing to eat. Imagine your parents beating you to death. Also this year, I think it was early this year, yeah, there was a new, another new story about a parent who beat their child to death for stealing 200 shillings. Surely, you're beating your child to death for stealing. Instead of correcting this child and telling them what you did was wrong, do this and this and this, you're literally beating... Hey, how cruel, how inhumane can you be as a parent to kill your own child? So these parent, parents who use harsh forms of punishment, they are very, very toxic. So if... I have said this and something has come to mind. Maybe there are some things your parents do to you and they harm you physically, then you should even report it because it's not that's not a healthy environment. These are people who can literally take away your life. Uh huh. Another form of toxic parents, those who are those who judge their kids. By the way, as a parent, why are you judging your kid? This is someone you should be proud of. You should be applauding them on the moves they're making, on the wins they're getting. You know, there's there's a time Willis Raburu once said when he was on Citizen TV. There's this show they used to have, a breakfast show. And he said that if your parent cannot, not if your parent, he said he wants to be a parent who their children can call when they're in trouble. And I was like, that is what every parent should be to their child. Because if your child is in trouble and you're not the first person they think of calling, you have failed as a parent. Let me tell you guys, and this is not, let me not use the term calling, but if as a child I got in trouble, the first person I'm going to talk to is my mom. Because my mom created a safe environment where we could, we could communicate anything without fear. And I was so afraid of my dad because he was so harsh. So I always knew that if I've, if I've made a mistake, I'm just going to my mom because I know she'll listen. But my dad, he's probably going to whoop my ass. <laughs> he's probably going to beat me. 
So as a parent, create that environment where your friend, your not your friends, what your children can tell you anything without fear, and that's literally the best relationship you'll ever had. You'll ever have with your kids because they won't have to hide anything from you. Lastly, parents who are emotionally abusive, those who give their children silent treatment, especially when they make a mistake. I don't think any parent should be stonewalling their child or giving them the silent treatment. Yeah, that that is so heart-wrenching for a child. And, you know, even as a child, there are some emotions you just can't process as a child. And when your parent is giving you the silent treatment, you literally feel like you're the problem. And then you start looking for ways to please them. Anyway, those are the behaviors of toxic parents that I had on my list. Please comment more down below and let's keep the conversation going. Let's talk about how it affects adults. I know I've talked about it here and there, but number one, as an adult, you end up becoming a people pleaser. Also, there's an episode I recorded about people pleasing, and I talked about how most pe- most um, people pleasers always start as parent pleasers, and it's a fact. You know, when you're living with toxic parents, you're always walking on eggshells, and you'll want to just ensure there is peace. So you'll do anything to keep the peace. You'll do anything to make them happy. And the moment you're pleasing your parents, when you grow up, you become a people pleaser. You want to please everyone around you. You want to always ensure that the people around you are okay, that everyone is good. Even when it doesn't concern you, you just, for example, if your friend is going through something and they're uncomfortable, you will carry that emotion because you'll feel like it's your responsibility to solve the problem they're going through. Or when you're just with a group of people and there's some who are not okay, you'll feel like it's your role to ensure that everyone is okay and everyone is happy. Even if you're not happy, you just always want to see other people happy. And once they're happy, it it makes you feel at peace even as much as you're not okay. And that is the most damaging thing ever because you can't always live your life just pleasing people and putting your needs aside. So toxic parents really damage their kids. Number two, you get into toxic relationships, mostly because you want to repeat familiar patterns. You saw your parents have this kind of relationship and maybe you now get into a relationship where your partner is verbally abusive, your partner is manipulating you, they're gaslighting you. And for some reason, you it will be so hard to leave this relationship because you'll feel like this is how it's supposed to be. When you get into a healthy relationship, it won't feel, you'll just have some sort of discomfort because you're like, no, this is this is too peaceful for me. I can't be with someone who just doesn't maybe gaslight me or manipulate me because you're so used to these things from when you were a child. Something else is you develop PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And what happens here is, you end up anticipating more danger in the future because of the abuse you went through. Like you're always thinking something bad is going to happen. And this causes chronic anxiety because when you're all grown up, you maybe you'll keep replaying the childhood memories, what happened, try to fix them in your head, or you might have anxiety about the future. Like I said, developing PTSD, thinking that, oh my God, 
what if I'm this type of parent to my child or what if I don't do A, B, C, D? Like, it's just your anxiety is going to be on high. Also, you, as an adult, you end up having low self-esteem. This is something I said, especially if your parents were so critical of you. You feel like you're not good enough, like you're not worthy. You tolerate the bare minimum in literally everything, friendships, relationships. You just can't be in healthy environments also. And the best thing about all this is healing is possible. It's possible to heal from toxic parents. And I know maybe there's someone who's listening to this right now and maybe they live with those toxic parents because they literally have no place to go. They live with that toxic dad or mom or guardian. I'm just going to give you a guide. And this is not medical or anything. It's just advice and education. And you need to take, um, you need to take a step towards healing. Yeah. So, and of course, the first thing on my list is therapy. Therapy is the only way because you need a professional to give you the tools to undo these patterns, to learn to love yourself to get rid of those bad things that were said to you that you believe are true. Like so many things, therapy is going to help big time. And if you need a therapist, I'm going to leave a link on the show notes. You can follow Mamba24 on Instagram. And when you reach out, you can be linked to a therapist. You'll be matched to a therapist. Also, you can visit um mamba24.co.ke. And you'll get someone to help you. Number two, you need a support system. Like you need friends. You need genuine friends who love you. Because even they'll feel that. I know they can't feel the void that your parents left. But you need people who genuinely love you. People who are rooting for you. So it's very important to have a support system. Number three, you need to set boundaries. And listen, it's going to be very hard, especially if you're still living with those toxic parents. It's going to be so hard to set boundaries because how will you start telling, telling this parent that you can't do this and this, you're not allowed to do this and this, or if you communicate to them and tell them, you know, if you do certain things, I feel hurt. They're toxic. They're not going to listen. Setting boundaries is going to be kind of hard, but... You really need to you really need to set them and your parents might overstep them, but just please find ways and that is why I say therapy because a therapist will guide you on ways you can actually have healthy boundaries with your toxic parents. Something else and the most important thing by the way is you need to stop trying to please them. If they're toxic, they're toxic and that's it. If they're not willing to change their behaviors, if they're not willing to be better parents, there's nothing you can do about it. So don't try to please them in order to win their love or anything. Just live your life. And I know it hurts. I know it really hurts. But don't try to please your parents. Find ways that you can get out of a difficult situation with your with your parents. If they are so toxic that you literally cannot be in that environment with them anymore. You need to have an exit plan that is going to work for you. So, yeah, just don't try to change them. So I asked you guys on Instagram to send any questions or dilemma you might have on toxic parents or families. 
And you guys responded. I'm grateful to everyone who did. And I won't go through all of them today. However, I'll read one and the rest we can do them in the other episodes. Big shout out to everyone who responded. So there is this lady here who says, I'm a firstborn in a family of three girls. My middle sister is like one year younger than me. We have a strained relationship. She always looks for ways to tarnish my name with friends and even family members. I always show up for her in almost every circumstance. But when it comes to me, she doesn't. She is bitter and goes around saying that our elder cousins are more like sisters to her than me because they have money and they spoil her. There's this day she told me to help her shop because she was moving out of campus. I helped her navigate town and waited for her for two hours. After all the sacrifices and even missing my class, she told me nimempitisha mahalimvua ni mingi na angekuwa peke yake angechukua uba, yet hajui town vizuri. When shopping, she would troll me and say, you wouldn't have come if you didn't want to help me. When I pick her at the stage, she would say things like, I've taken too long, or ask me why I'm dressed like a grown woman, in quotes, mama, for those who understand Swahili. Our mom died two years ago. We have an absent dad, and my two sisters are all that I have. The little one is cool. We are both in campus, and the youngest is in high school. I'm so done with her. I've tried sorting issues, but she's always playing victim and, bl and blame games. I just wish my mom was alive and my dad was a present dad. First of, I'm very sorry for the loss of your mom. May her soul rest in eternal peace. I can tell from what you've written that you really love both your sisters. And even despite the fact that this sister is not a very good person to you, you're always showing up for her. And it shows that you really care and you're really trying to make your relationship work. And I'm just curious, does she ever hold herself accountable? Does she ever apologize? Does she know that she's hurting you? Have you communicated to her and like told her you feel terrible when she tells you things like you've dressed like a grown woman or she blames you for literally everything that goes wrong? Have you communicated this with her? Does she know that it hurts you? Because if she keeps, if she knows that it hurts you and yet she still does it, then this means that she doesn't really care. Siblings always disagree. I can tell you for a fact because I also have a sister and there are moments we disagree on things, but we always have a way of sorting things out. Even sometimes we might go a whole day without talking, but then whoever is wrong will always apologize and be like, you know, I'm sorry if I did anything wrong. Or will ask, did I do anything wrong? Are you okay? So it's as much as you might disagree, there's a healthy way of solving conflict. And I can see that your sister really insists on playing the victim and she just can't hold herself accountable. If you guys have tried having a conversation about this, if you've told her that, her actions and words are hurting you, but she's not changing, then it's not your problem anymore. It's her own problem. She just has, I think, I feel like she has some unresolved issues that maybe she's not talking about because there's, maybe there's some anger. 
that is causing her to act this way towards you. So all I can say is if you've tried solving this relationship and it's not working out, then just let her be. Because again, spending time with her will be draining for you. Because every time you're trying to come through for her, she doesn't appreciate your effort. She's always looking for ways to blame you. She's tarnishing your name to your family members. This is someone who literally doesn't care about your emotions, doesn't care about anything you do for her and doesn't appreciate any effort you make. Everything is always about her. She's very selfish and I think she should be in a position to understand that you're also young and you can't provide her with every need she has. You know, like you're not... I don't know if she she wants you to replace the void your mother left. I don't know if she wants you to come through for her like your mother would. I don't know. But she should understand that financially you're also a student in campus. So it's not like you can do everything for her. Because she was, I, I remember reading and there's a place you said she's comparing you to your cousins because they spoil her. So... If this relationship is beyond repair, then just let it go. Because I feel like you've tried your best and maybe you should give her some time and see if she'll change or anything. But of course, I wouldn't advise cutting her off immediately. Maybe you can try having conversations, but if again... If the relationship is beyond repair, then let it go. Yeah, because there's really nothing much you can do. And you know, sometimes out here we hear people say things like, but why would you cut off your sister? Why would you cut off your parent? They are your family. And I always say, family is not everything. We've seen it out here. And like I've recorded this episode and said, there are toxic parents out here. There are toxic family members. Just because they're family doesn't mean that you should stay around them. If all they do is exude negative energy, they never support you. You're always the problem. They never see the role they're playing in the situation. Just leave that environment. It's up to her to decide if she wants to find ways to mend your relationship because you've also tried your best. Yeah. And if you're listening, please let us know how would you advise our listener. Let's move on to our next segment. So this week on What's the Fact, there's a story I read and it really shook me. So there's a man here who fatally stabbed a 62-year-old neighbor in dispute over loud snoring. Like this man literally stabbed his neighbor to death because he was snoring loudly. I know you're also wondering, what the hell? How is that even possible? Here's what happened. A man is currently behind bars after fatally stabbing his neighbor. According to the Philadelphia Inquiver, the deadly dispute erupted over loud snoring. According to NBC Philadelphia, Police responded to the home of a 55-year-old Christopher Cassie on Sunday, January 14, 2024. Cassie placed a call at 6.34 p.m. to report a stabbing at his residence. 
when officers arrived, they reportedly found a 62-year-old Robert Wallace 50 feet from Cassie's home. Additionally, the man was found with multiple stab wounds. The 62-year-old was transported to hospital. However, he was pronounced dead at 7.06 p.m. So sad. Cassie was also transported to the facility as he needed to be treated for a stab wound on his right thigh. Authorities reportedly discovered a large military-style knife, a cell phone, and a window screen at the scene. You're probably thinking what I'm thinking. How loud was this guy for his neighbor to hear him? Do you know how crazy it is for you to snow and your neighbor can literally hear you? We need to see the kind of houses they lived in because it just doesn't make sense to me. Also, I feel like this is something that has been happening for maybe a long time. And this person just had enough. He was like, you know what? Enough is enough. This man, he's going to know who I am today. Maybe he was just so fed up. And he just had to take action. And this doesn't justify what he did. Stabbing someone because they're snoring loudly, it's so wrong. There are better ways of solving conflict. I mean, you can literally approach this person and let them know that the sound coming from their house is inconveniencing you. Or call them out for their snoring. But killing them, hey, that is just... There's no, there's nothing that can justify that. And... You know, sleeping in a room where someone is snoring, my goodness, it's so annoying. I can attest to it. Let me give you guys a short story time. I have brothers, and when we were young, there's a point where I shared a room with my brother, and he used to snore. It would really piss me off. Oh, my goodness. And I would wake him up, and when he goes back to sleep, he snores again, and I literally could not sleep. And somehow I get this neighbor, like, you can't just sleep when someone is snoring loudly however again it doesn't mean that you should go an extra mile of taking someone's life because of that no and i'm just hoping that now that he's been taken behind bars he meets people who snore louder than this man because what you did is so cruel and you just deserve worse cruelty if that even makes sense, please let me know what you think about this story. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've listened this far, you're the realest and I appreciate you big time for being here. Please let me know if you have any more questions about toxic parents, toxic families, siblings. If you'd love me to do a part two with a therapist, I would definitely put that into consideration. And just let me know anything, anything you have to say. Yeah, please don't forget to follow me on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube and give me that five star review on audio platforms. It really helps this platform grow. Have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this. And you'll hear me on the next one. Ciao, baby.